Don't ever take dating advice from a guy that has 32,000 Pokemon cards. Welcome to Minute Church for inspiration to go. Welcome to Minute Church. Pastor Crespo here. Minute Church is your oasis of inspiration and hope in the desert of negativity and despair. That is the phrase I use to describe a life lived without faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. A desert. Yes, that's a kind of an interesting little opening. Life advice from someone that has 32,000 Pokemon cards. I think if you have that many cards, you're probably not living your life. You're spending too much time in the basement. Uh, I have an article here. Uh, this comes, I believe, uh, from Denmark. A pair of brothers have just recently been entered into the Guinness Book of World Records for having the most Pokemon cards. That's right. 32,000 Pokemon cards. Now, if you don't know what Pokemon is, Pokemon is a, um, I believe it started out as a cartoon, but this is a series where you have these, these animals with superpowers and they fight one another and they do this. So Pokemon now comes in the video game form. It comes in toys. It comes also in trading cards. And, and I think there's probably a few other things, but those are, you know, you see them on t-shirts and things when you walking around in the mall. But recently, a pair of brothers, this, this is just this month in November here, a pair of brothers were entered into the Guinness World Records for having the most Pokemons in the world, 32,000, more than 32,000. One of them is a card, the one card alone is worth $20,000. Now, I was kind of reading this article, trying to learn a little bit more, and they were talking about how they have been collecting these cards for several years, for quite a long time, to the, you know, chagrin of their parents, telling them that, you know, they shouldn't be wasting their time, they should be doing other things. But hey, it was worth it because now, as a result of collecting these cards, they are now entered into the Guinness Book of World Records. I don't even know where you'd store all those that many cards, but good on you. Congratulations. Now, if you're not familiar with the Guinness Book of World Records, in 1955, I believe this is when it started, where they began to amass a collection of records of human achievement, or extremes in the natural world. And this is a big deal. I remember growing up reading some of the uh, different things that would come out where someone would be entered into the, the Book of World Records or someone would break someone else's previous record. And there are quite a, quite a few volumes. There are some pretty crazy things that are put in this world record in terms of actually being a world record. So, for, for, for example, in the Guinness World Records, there is a listing for the person with the longest tongue. Okay? Uh, I saw a picture. Listen, I'm glad this is an audio podcast, not video. There was a guy who won the award or broke the record or has the record for the stretchiest skin. Another uh, young lady for the longest fingernails. Here's one. Here's uh, one who there's a there's a uh, line in there, or there's a, a record for the person with the longest mustache. I also saw one that was this one. This one was I don't even know how this is the thing. The heaviest weight lifted 
by a human beard. That's right. The heaviest weight lifted by a human beard. Now, the weight was a little bit over 68 kilograms. I haven't taken the time to convert that to pounds. For those of us here in the United States, you can you can Google that. The heaviest weight lifted by a human beard. You are in the Guinness World Records for the strongest beard, what you were able to lift with your hair. I saw yesterday that there was another world record broken or, or set by men who created, or get this, they created a 150-foot chain tying their beards together. (laughs) They split, so in other words, they have these guys with these long beards, they split the beards in half, kind of, you know, split them in two sections, and then spread them out side by side, and they tied them to one another, and they created a chain 150 feet long. What made me laugh well was what made me laugh was in order to be in that group of of guys that were going to tie their beards their beards together, you had to have a minimum eight inch beard to be included in this chain because if you had anything shorter than eight inches, now you probably would be breaking some other world record. It'd be a lot more uncomfortable getting those guys cheek to cheek like that but the 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 Guinness Book of World Records is famous, okay. What, what I was thinking about was this, and this is what I want to share with you. The drive that people have to want to be in the Guinness World Records. Have you ever thought about that? Has there ever been a time in your life, maybe growing up, where you heard about this and you were wondering, boy, I wonder what I could be in the Guinness Book of World Records for? I remember one time listening to a record that was broken. This was it had to have been on the radio or on TV. Someone had, at that time the world record for the most jumps with a jump rope. You know, you, you just sit there and you jump rope until you, until you mess up. And someone had broken the record, and I don't remember how many times it was, but it was a lot. And I, I remember specifically that because I, I thought to myself, you know what, I wonder, that might be something that I could do. Because I wanted to be in the Guinness Book of World Records. Now the question is why. Why do people want to be in that book? Well, you know, they want to be remembered. Everyone wants to have that sense that they did something that nobody else could do or or they're part of a special group of people. You know, you, you want to be recognized. You want to be able to look back at the end of your life and be able to say, my life mattered. I did this or that or, or I broke this world record. I'm in this. Uh, my name is memorialized in this book. And you know what? I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But think about this, that there are people who whose names are written in the Guinness World Records who are there. They're going to be there. But most people will never have that name in that book. They'll never have their name written in there. That can be kind of sad when you think about it. Some will be remembered. Others will live their life and be forgotten. Is that true? My friend, I want to tell you about another book. I want to tell you about another book, and uh, I will tell you that this is a book that uh, maybe not everyone's name is going to be in it, but everyone's name can be in it. It's all up to you. The Bible tells us about a book, and it refers to it by the title, The Book of Life. Now, here's some interesting facts about this book. 
there are a few references in the Bible that make that that talk about this book, and they say a few things. One, one of the things is that this book, that this book has been around um, since before the foundation of the world. So before the world was created by God, the Bible says that there was this book of life. It 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 before the foundation of the world, this book was already in existence. Now, what is in this book? What is in this book that we know of, according to the Bible, are our names, and it also makes mention in the Bible that we're going to be judged out of the things from the book of life, which means it keeps a record of the choices we've made. Now, think about this. If you have this book, this book of life, and it's got the, the, the people's names that are in this book are the people, again, a reference from the Bible. If your name is in this book, then you it's a sign that you're going to be saved, that your name is in the book. You're there. Now, I don't know if you've ever heard this before, but when we refer to the book of life, oftentimes we talk about you know getting your name written in the book of life, and, and you want to have eternity with Jesus, and you want to have your name written in there. But did you know that the Bible says something a little bit different? I want to... I wanna, I want to read something to you. This comes from the last book of the Bible, Revelation, in chapter 3. Jesus is talking to a group of people after he kind of told them, you know, so I kind of know what's happening in your area. Not kind of, I do. I know what is happening in your area. I'm encouraging you to do this, that, and this. And then he finishes his encouraging words or his words with this. He says, he that overcomes, the same person will be clothed with a white robe. And I will not blot out his name out of the book of life, but I will confess his name before my father and before his angels. Well, I want to read that one more time. I want want to see if you can spot the point here that I want to make. Jesus said, he that overcomes the same person shall be clothed with a white robe, and I will not blot out his name out of the book of life, but I will confess his name before my father and and before his angels. My friend, I don't know if you picked it up, but you do a word search in the Bible, the book of life, and see what you find. And this is what you're going to find. The references to the book of life and the names that are written in it, you're not going to find anywhere in the Bible where it says, if you make a decision, I will write your name in the book of life. What you find is references saying, I will not blot out your name out of the book of life. The inference is this, is that the book of life that highlights all the people that God is going to be saving, all the people that God wants to give life to, they're in the book. All of our names, every last one of our names are in the book. What happens? A person, by their choice, chooses whether or not they want that name to remain. Chooses whether or not they want to be a disciple, whether or not they want to get to know Jesus Christ, accept the sacrifice that he made. Their choice determines whether their name stays in the book or not. See, he said, if you hold on, if you hang on, you overcome, I'm not going to take your name out of the book. Inferring your name is already in the book. Now, what, what are the ramifications of that? Have you ever walked around wanting relevance, wanting something to, want, wanting your life to matter? Wanting something to live beyond you? Wanting to be remembered? And then we try to get noticed by, for example, wanting to be in the Guinness World Records or, or, or some, other, some other notoriety, to, to gain notoriety by doing something. 
and this incessant search for meaning, for purpose, the Bible says that you already have meaning, you already have purpose. Your name, in the Bible saying this, your name is in God's book of life. It's up to you whether you want it to stay there or not. Your, your life already has meaning. You are already remembered. Friend, I said earlier, not everyone's going to make it into the book of life. I didn't mean it the way it came out. What I meant to say is not everyone's name will be found in the book of life. But it won't be because they didn't matter. It won't be because it wasn't written in. No, no. If we read the Bible, it's inferring that your name is already in there. You will choose whether you want your name to remain. Do you want your name to be in God's book of life? You know, it's great and all to be in the Guinness Book of World Records. I think uh, if there was a world record for the corniest jokes, I would probably be in the in the running. <laughs> um, but that, that's about the only way I expect I'll ever be in the Guinness World Records. But my friend, not everyone's going to make it into the Guinness Book of World Records. But everyone can remain in God's Book of Life. Your name is there. Your name is there. So is mine. So I hope you find some inspiration and hope in that. I'm Pastor Crespo, and that's Inspiration to Go. 